0: Yes, Councilman. I understand the difficulty this request puts you under, but trust me, once delivery is made and Lord Sterling is satisfied, you'll be richly rewarded.
1: I shall hope so. I expect double per head.
0: How about triple, Councilman?
2: Yes, that would be sufficient. Get this done, Miss Lathaw, or it'll be both
0: our heads. (sighs) Capricious, blue-blooded dolt. Why can't all men just be like you, Bombus? Silent and agreeable. (laughs) Mr Mendes, like I've said a thousand times, trying to speak without a tongue is pointless. Just grunt like my beautiful Bombas. Ms Lathor, I bring news. Not as dour as your face suggests, I hope. One of my contacts aboard the Starbase Explorer, stationed at the Promethean Wormhole, has relayed a message to me regarding the demise of Leopold King. And what became of our hapless little king? They're still unsure as to the direct cause of destruction. They know it was a core breach and that the ship took a significant degree of hull damage prior to its destruction. But what did it or how it was done is still a mystery. And that look of fear you're sporting? Is that simply a choice of aesthetic? Corypheus, they know not of what the exact circumstances are regarding the demise of the graciamal But they know who may have been involved. Is it the Seraphim... I have a bet going with the Wormwood brothers. No, Corypheus. The explorer has managed to decrypt the final console commands by the king himself, and it pertained to none other than the Green Horizon. Well, I didn't think anybody was giving odds on that. Corypheus, if this is true, then we are facing more than just the small crew of a cargo hauler. Indeed. Nobodies. Mr. Mendes? Mm-hmm. Bombus, if you'd please. Oh. Relay a message to all envoys and agents of the Pylorian Order. The Green Horizon is priority one capture or kill. Tell them, approach with caution, they're perhaps the most dangerous outlaws in the galaxy.
2: Somebody clogged the toilet again! Thrice in one day! That's gotta be a record. Gather around, everyone. Gather around.
3: Hey, are you trying to get us to watch that stupid TV show about the detective that uses astrology to solve crimes again?
2: Hey, Star Witness is a fantastic show with expert writing, a grounded plot and realistic characters.
3: Isn't there a ghost dog?
2: It's actually an Aquavirinian ghost dog. His name is Shando, and they explain his existence in a very logical and believable way.
4: I agree with Bex. That show is full of ridiculous and unbelievable caricatures of people. Peter, are you
2: using a hollowed out watermelon as a helmet?
4: I need inspiration for my next painting. Jesus Christ.
2: What are you showing us? Well, last night, after too many bedwines, I was struck.
5: Oh, diarrhea.
2: No, inspiration Gino.
1: I hope you haven't decided to try and relaunch your series of graphic novels because they weren't good.
2: Okay, Alien Zombie Vampire Ghost Hunters is actually an interesting and unexplored concept in the graphic novel industry. Yeah, but your drawings were... An interesting take on the established technique. No, they were shit. An ad. I made an ad. You made it?
6: Without any of our knowledge or consent?
2: Yes, and before you try and give me constructive critiques, it's already out there, so...
6: You released it without showing anyone?
2: Yes, like a true artist I sought no help or guidance. Oh, God... Okay, show us. Relax, everyone. It's actually pretty good. Success. What is it exactly? Is it being the most profitable, the most efficient, the most reliable? The green horizon is none of these things. But what we are is a dedicated conglomerate of like-minded people that are here for you. Just ask some of our committed staff.
6: Brilliant? Is that why you got me to say that?
4: Oh well, I've been uh, here for about um, yeah, about about uh, about uh, three months, and um, it's uh, five five stars and uh, uh,
2: fifty I takes, and I was the best one.
4: Uh, wow, well, I'm a natural.
2: Don't believe me? Just ask one of our satisfied customers.
4: How did you get this number?
2: Thousands of people have already signed up today to be a part of the Green Horizon experience. So hire us today, please. And be a part of something bigger than yourself. Unless, of course, you don't want to be happy. The Green Horizon. You could do worse. Sponsored by Stealing Needle Enterprises, The Green Horizon is an independent cargo haulage and contract work business not to be confused with a lifestyle choice or tasty beverage. I know, it was a bit rocky, Peter. But I think, overall, it was pretty good. Gino? I think I can speak for
6: everyone here when I say... That was not good.
2: Yeah, right, okay. I'll admit Peter did sink it.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, everyone.
6: It wasn't just Peter. Although, Peter, you are awful. Oh. What if I used more Starwipe? You sent that out to people. Actual people are going to see that. I'm in that. What if people who know me see it?
2: Aha, look at this. What
5: is it, Gino?
2: That, sis, is a job. You're not feckin' serious. One of your contacts, know? Nope, they just messaged me there. They saw the ad and are in need of our services.
3: What's the job, boss?
2: Hang on, I'll read you out the whole thing. Mr. Whelan, we saw your ad. We need you and your crew services for a presentation at the location attached, blah, 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 of great urgency, blah, blah, blah. Retrograde, blah 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 We're willing to pay you 5,000 credits In precious metals for you and your crew's attendance Yours in truth, H. Lewis No, uh-uh, I don't like this Yeah, something's off Ah, by now you should know something's always off Yeah, but proper off this time You're just saying that because they liked my ad Of
3: course I am, it's ridiculous Oh my god, just kiss already What? what? This back and forth, it's exhausting It's worse than the other two you hate slash love each other. Just make out and get it over with.
2: Rebecca, I don't know where you're getting this idea out of, but in no way, shape, or form am I attracted to Sonya.
3: Didn't you once invite her to sleep with you in your escape pod? I,
2: yeah, that was when I was drunk.
3: Thanks, Gino.
2: And it was before I got to know her. Wow,
3: you
6: really know how to make a
2: girl feel special. No, no not like that. I see you as more of a friend now, or a sister. My non-sex friend sister. Smooth. Well, the feeling's
6: mutual. You repulse me to my core, friend, brother. God,
4: get a room. What are we going to do about the job?
1: So we vote? No, no vote. Five grand to attend a function, we're doing it. That depends if our boosters have enough fuel left to bring us there and then to the window gypsy.
5: Show me the coordinates, Gino. can make the trip,
6: just about. The just about part makes me nervous. We had just about enough antimatter fuel before the mausoleum.
2: Lads, come on. Be grand.
6: Oh, that makes it okay, so... Really? No. Gino, I don't think you're aware of the gravity of what happens when you run out of fuel in deep space. It's not like running out of petrol on a Sunday drive to Tramore Beach. Your engine dies out here, you die.
2: Yes, I I'm fully aware of the risks of space travel, as I'm sure... You're aware. We seem to run into a large percentage of those risks on a ridiculously frequent basis. But I also know that the choosy beggar gets Marasmus. We need this money. With this and the money from the gold watch, we'll be set for at least a couple of months. Time that we can spend hiding from a deranged slave or queen?
3: Hey, while you two lovebirds were arguing, I changed our course to the coordinates for the job. What? How did you do that? I don't know, really. I just got tired of you guys taking a million years to make a decision. So I did the thing. I typed in the... You know, stuff. That's a complicated command, Bex. Like, you have to press loads of buttons. I guess I learned it from watching you.
2: That is the first time that I've heard that sentence be used at me in a positive light. I'd say I was mad at you going at the computer, but I'm impressed. Thanks.
3: Maybe you can let me take this baby through a few asteroid fields.
2: Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right, so lads, it looks like Bex has made the decision for us. It's a six-hour detour, so... Star witness? Go on, throw it on. Yes, right. This is one of them shows where they throw the whole concept at you in the first five minutes, and if you're not paying attention, then you're lost for the rest of the series. So let's focus from the start.
5: Ah, Gino, I don't want to think when I watch a show. What kind of shows do you like, Jilly? Ah, just something I can turn my brain off to.
1: Jilly, I've seen the shows you like. It's full of toilet jokes and people falling over. Any self respecting show writer would steer well clear of any of that overused crap.
4: Hey! Oh no, I ate too much watermelon. That's giving me the old downstairs thunder. I gotta go to the. Oh, I slipped on my watermelon helmet. Oh, that smarts. <laughs> what?
5: <Wash>. It's funny. <laughs>
2: Wait, so her father is Leo? Yes, They see, they foreshadow it from the start by having her father's name be Leo Tarot, pronounced Tarot like Parrot. But that's just a normal name, or so we think. Little do we know he's actually the
1: physical embodiment of a cluster of celestial entities. I didn't get the whole thing with her mother. She's, what, a crab? No, she's Cancer.
5: Ah, lads, I'm
2: lost. H- who was the other one? Her twin sister, separated at birth. She's... One half of Gemini, it's pretty obvious, lads.
4: How does a crab and a lion make babies?
3: It's okay, buddy. I'm confused too.
2: Lads, it's pretty straightforward. When the dodecahedron of truth shatters...
6: No, no. Let's not synopsize the entire season. Okay,
2: will we move on to season two? No. Oh, I think we're here. Thank God. It wasn't that bad, lads.
5: Lads... There's something weird going on with the scanners.
2: Did Peter spill milk on them again? No. All my milk is in my belly.
5: They're trying to read the ship the coordinates brought us to, but they can't. It's it's like they're trying to access the data logs, but something keeps locking them out.
1: Shit. This is a black site. Show me a visual of the vessel.
5: I'll magnify it on the viewport.
1: There you
2: go again. Just call it the windshield, or the front window. Shag off. Where is it?
5: There. There orbiting an unnamed brown dwarf star.
2: They're not stars, they're failed stars.
5: Oh my god, I will deck you.
2: They're celestial bodies, bigger than a planet and smaller than a star. They have a surface temperature of a thousand degrees or less, and a sub-fusion core meaning they can't sustain their own thermonuclear energy. Hence the term failed stars.
3: A master is in astrophysics, but he can't remember to flush the goddamn toilet
4: failed stars are still dangerous cap one ran for u.s president a couple of hundred years ago and almost destroyed the world sorry i'm uh, i'm working on my stand-up routine
1: stick to vegetables i liked it okay i can see it it's an old spinner model a what spinners they're in constant rotation relying on the centrifugal force to generate artificial gravity that's old Pre gravity wells, at least 100 years old. Question is, what's a vintage spinning top like this doing out here?
5: What do we do now? We leave, obviously. We're being greeted. They've lowered their shields and deactivated their weapons. Should I put them through?
2: Go on, least we can do is hear them out. We came this far.
5: Okay, but I'm putting up the shields. <laughs>
2: Greetings, this is Captain Gino Whelan of the cargo ship Green Horizon. We received your message and, well, here we are.
7: Uh, hello. Uh, hi. Yes, you were, uh, you were speaking to me. Well, uh, you were, uh, reading me. Uh, Wait, uh, no, that's, that's not right. You all right there, lad? Yeah, just, uh, haven't talked to anyone else in, uh, you know, in a while. Wacko! Anyone else? Yeah, it's uh, just me and Epi here. Uh, you're here to you're here about the uh, uh, job, the job, job.
2: Yeah, we we are, or are, but uh, I gotta be honest, uh, Mister Lewis. Yeah, 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 Mister Lewis. Uh, we're a bit worried. Our scanners are having a freak attack trying to read your ship, or that brown dwarf for that matter. It's pretty crazy. There's a celestial body of that size out here in the void with no common knowledge of it. Takes an awful lot of effort to keep this fairly noticeable orbital track a secret. You understand my reservation.
7: Yeah, uh I uh, I, 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 I get it. Uh, we uh we found this station a, a little while ago. Uh, abandoned.
2: You and Epi? Yeah, me and uh Epi. Where is this Epi? Showering. Right. Where's your ship? What? Your ship? If you found this place, where's the ship you found it in?
7: Um There's an escape ship docked at the secondary port. We use that. Our ship, it, uh... blew up.
5: This lad has taken the piss.
2: So what's the job, Mr. Lewis?
7: Oh, right. Well, uh, we need you to witness an event with us that will occur in less than 36 hours. Once you've done that, well, uh, you can take all these, uh, precious metals that were, uh, left here.
2: That is way more than 5,000 credits worth. Oh, is
7: it? I'm not really good at judging. Stuff
2: like that, Mr. Lewis. We would love to.
7: What truth be praised? Uh, uh, we only need two of you, so uh, choose one of your crew and uh, come, come, come aboard, huh?
2: Right. Well, I suppose we need to decide who's going.
5: Oh, you know, and you, you, are you are. absolutely, I'll go. Peter's not going. That's for absolutely certain.
1: Yeah, after the tomb ship, Peter's earned a pass. Sweet,
4: a day off. Oh. Maybe I'll watch more of that show about lion crab babies.
3: Okay, so who gets to go on this totally not-certain death mission? Well, I seem to remember the
5: astral travel doctrine stating that any exocraft missions involving the captain should always include at least one other officer as an escort. And as you've already pointed out, I'm not an officer, so...
1: Bag's not. Shit. This is perfect, actually. I have a few bits to do in the engine room.
5: I might join you, Bernie. Have the chats. Uh,
1: Yeah, sure, Jill. But I will be working with hazardous and radioactive materials, so...
5: Ah, that's grand. I'll just bring the L-bit of aloe vera. Keeps away the ionizing radiation.
1: I don't think it does.
4: Um, Julie, I was kind of hoping we could use this time to, uh, have our date.
5: Don't worry, Peter. I haven't forgotten. It's just... It's just not the right time. You know? I'd rather we not have our first date while my brother is possibly being murdered on a mysterious space station.
3: Wait, what will I do?
2: Just do normal teenager things. Like? I don't know. I used to hang around the corner shop and smoke rollies. What do teenagers do these days?
4: Hunt caribou with your drunk grandmother?
3: Maybe I can hang with you, Peter.
4: Sure. Oh, I actually may need your opinion on something top secret.
3: Sure. Sounds like fun.
2: No sassy comeback? Who even are you anymore?
3: I've grown, Greg.
6: I've grown. (sighs) I suppose there's no point delaying this any longer. Let's head to the scuttlebug, Gino. It's been nice knowing you lads.
2: Aren't you gonna put on your officer's uniform?
6: Nah. If this lunatic wants to chop me up and keep me as a trophy, He's getting my PMS pants and greasy hair. Ah,
2: that's too much info, Sonia.
6: I'm sorry for being a woman with reproductive organs, Gino. Yeah,
5: Gino, she's a woman. She's allowed to complain about her cycles in her own ship, you wankbag. Oh, Sonia, I think we're sinking.
6: (laughs) I can't believe we have to do this. Relax, Sonia, it'll be grand. We're going to be made sacrifice someone, I just know it. Well, if it's a situation where we have to fight to the death...
2: Sonia, I promise you, if, if they force us into some kind of deathmatch situation, I'll let you kill me.
6: Oh, you'll let me? Gino, you couldn't stop me.
2: Jesus, Sonia.
6: I can snap a man's neck in five different ways, you know. What has gotten into you? Sorry. My appointment with my psychiatrist is coming up. I always get a bit braggy leading up to it. He says it's overcompensation.
2: Okay, well, you've nothing to worry about... You're terrifying.
6: I should have dressed up. That's the other thing he said. I overcompensate because I self-sabotage. It's a vicious cycle kind of thing, you know?
2: What is happening? I'm all twisted up in knots. There, there. Don't touch me. Are you having a panic attack? No. No. No.
6: I'm fine. Sorry. Again. Just the thought of my father gets me spun out.
7: Your father. Welcome aboard. Uh, sorry, it's a nautical pun. Is it? Is your friend okay? What? Yeah, I'm fine. You're awfully damp. Uh, what uh, did you did you run over here? Uh, sorry, uh sports pun. That that's not
2: what a pun is,
7: isn't it? I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure what a what a pun is. Anyway, uh, come on, come 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 in. There's plenty of space for the two of you.
2: There you go. What? That was a pun. What was? Never mind.
7: Sorry about the upkeep. Uh, we don't know how to fix the lights. Just
2: change out the bulbs, no? Uh, yeah, we, we don't know how.
6: What? Seriously? Who doesn't know how to change a light bulb?
2: I just get Barner to do it.
6: And that answers that
7: joke. Where are you bringing us? To the cafeteria. Eppy's giving a sermon.
2: Hold on, hold on. Right, lad. Th- this is all going on a bit fast. We don't know anything about you or this place, and you're bringing us to a fucking mass. Now, full discretion. My first officer is armed. You are? Yep.
7: Huh. Should have thought of that.
2: Is this your first day or something? Like you're saying you found this place, which means you're spacefaring, but you can't change a light bulb between me and didn't even frisk us. This is deep voider space. It doesn't fuck around. How are you not dead? We also don't even know your name. Oh, uh, it's, uh, Hugh. I'm sorry, what? Hugh? No, fuck off, it's not. Gino?
7: Yes, my name is, uh, Hugh Lewis. Um, is that a problem? No! Where's the rest of the news?
6: Hugh? We're not going a step further until you explain to us what's going on.
8: Hugh, you forgot to tell me our guests had arrived. There I was, giving my sermon to a vacant congregation.
2: Is this Epi? You didn't mention he was your brother. Twin brother, by the looks of it. Epsilon, but you may call me Epi if you
6: like. Epsilon and you? Your parents had a funny imagination.
8: Ah, yes. Parents. Why do you sound different?
7: We were uh, separated at birth, but recently reunited.
2: What is the story here? I mean, clearly the 1986 Oscar nominee for Best Music here is your front of house.
7: I didn't understand that reference.
6: It's a music thing. Just ignore it.
8: Oh, I enjoy in no music.
2: What's your deal, then?
8: Me? I am a wanderer, a philanthropist, an entrepreneur, a dealmaker, a heartbreaker, a risk-taker, a lover, a fighter.
2: Smoker, joker, midnight hogger.
8: But above all,
2: I am the conduit. So this is a Jesus situation. Right, who had Messiah in the bed? Bernard, I think.
8: No, friends. I am no powerful being. I simply speak for the old seeing, all-knowing, mother. And who is this mother?
6: Oh, please don't be a corpse. Please don't be a corpse.
8: Why, mother is enveloping. She is all. She is massive. Her pull drags us through the cosmos, showing us the way to find the answers.
6: Wait, the brown dwarf star?
8: Not a star. Yes, I have heard them call it that. Who? Our captors, of course. Happy. Phew, it's time for them to know. Surely if we are to ask them to witness our ascension, there must be no secrets. And you can put away your weapon, my dear. You won't
6: be needing it. I'll hold on to it,
8: thanks. If that is your prerogative, I shall not stop you.
2: Where are we going?
8: To resume the sermon, of course.
2: Fexy, all right. But if I have to eat communion crackers made of you, I'm leaving.
5: I haven't been in the engine room in a while. Oh, I see you took down the nudie calendar.
1: Yeah, that wasn't fooling anyone, was it? You
5: had me fooled, Bernie. I still thought you were going out with that girl from Kilkenny. Who, Jenny? Yeah, Jenny from Kilkenny.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I made it up. There never was a Jenny from Kilkenny. There was a Benny, though.
5: Benny from Kilkenny?
1: No, Louth.
5: Ben from Louth. Better than Joe from Roscommon, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that was Matt, wasn't it? You want some. No, Jill. The core may have been overheated when we exhausted her fuel. I need to just inspect the elements so we don't explode the next time she spools up.
5: No bother. Jeez, that, that was mad though, wasn't it? The grassy Amal. Leopold King. Getting chased. Blowing it up. I don't think any of us really had a chance to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gino left straight after, so we were so busy dealing with that. Then, as soon as Gino came back, Varaxia Lathor happened.
5: I... I keep having this dream. I'm a sex slave on the Moon of Pearl. I'm locked in this room, off my face-like. I... I can feel the crush going through me. Then... someone opens the room, and it's... it's him. It's... it's King. And... and he laughs, like... Like, the way he laughed at you when he threatened to lock you in the engine room. Then, all of, all of a sudden, he's, he's shown me something he's been hiding behind his back, and and it's Frank! Dead! Just just hanging there, like. I've had that dream now more often than not. Every night since it happened.
1: Jesus, Julie, I didn't know you had it that bad.
5: How are you able to cope with it, Bernard?
1: I'm not coping, Julie. I'm really not. I always kind of had this notion that I would die in space doing something like this. My father was a space captain and he died alone in a hospital bed, emaciated after years of battling different illnesses, broke from having to pay for it all. He died bitter and resentful and weak. You should have seen him in his day though. He was powerful, a presence. I didn't want to go like him. I wanted to go strong and fighting.
5: I never knew about your father. In fact, Bernie, I don't think I know anything about your family.
1: Don't take it personal, Jill. Nobody does. (sighs) I'm not going to tell you that I'm not afraid of death, because I am. If I can avoid dying, I will. But when the Gracia Mal came bearing down on us, I accepted my own fate. Obviously, I didn't want any harm to come to any of you, but I had to come to terms with my own end. Then Leopold King told me my fate, and I've never been so scared in my life. I was going to use Rebecca's gun, rather than face it. It's made me realise that death isn't the worst thing that could happen to you out there. And that has just given me a whole new level of stress. Hand me the wine.
5: Ah, a depression session?
1: Oh, most definitely.
5: (sighs) Just like old times.
7: Well, wasn't that something?
2: Yeah,
7: certainly was uh, something.
6: Twenty minutes. Angry, scream-crying. That's all he did.
7: Yeah, he calls it wet sermons. They're quite cathartic.
6: For who? I was uncomfortable for all of it. Right. We've
7: sat through your
6: bizarre demonstration. Is that it? Can we go? Where's the
8: resilient? Dear maiden, Lantern's bump preamble for what is to come? You
6: feckin' knew it! A sacrifice! (laughs) Gino, get behind me! We're leaving!
8: Wait now, you don't! (laughs) You! They think we mean them harm! Oh no, my dear, we called you here to witness
7: our ascension, not yours!
6: What do you mean?
7: We're gonna lift
2: ourselves from this earthly plane! Oh, it's a mass suicide thing! Did Redbacka have that in the pool? I think it only counts if it includes us. Ah, null draw,
8: so. Tomorrow, Hugh and I will eat the beans and be brought into the loving dark love, mother. What will the beans do?
6: Look at the tins. They're distended. These beans are filled
2: with lethal botulism. Baked botulism. Lovely stuff.
6: Hugh, you can't seriously go along with this. Yeah,
2: Hugh, don't go along with some just because everyone else is doing it. Don't you know it's hip to be square? 1986 Album 4?
7: Nobody? Really? Epsilon saved me. I owe him my life. Wherever he goes, I'll follow him.
6: Okay. Before we go any further with this lunacy, we need to know the truth. The full truth.
7: It's uh, it's hard to explain.
8: It's okay, Hugh.
7: Tell them. We're not space travelers. In fact, I, I don't even know if I've ever been outside of this ship. I woke up about eight weeks ago. With no memory of my life before that, I was locked in a padded room. Workers would slide my meals to me under the door. It was this grey paste, but sometimes they'd throw in an apple or an orange. We were prisoners here. I got my name from the two doctors that would come in and administer tests. Dr. Hugh and Dr. Lewis. Why would you take the names of your captors? Oh, they weren't so bad. In truth, they were nice to me. I couldn't remember my name, so I needed something to give me some humanity. Then about four weeks ago I wake up and there's this red flashing light. People screaming, then nothing for... I don't know how long. I was almost dead from thirst when Epi found me. Gave me water, saved me. I owe my life to him.
8: I used the power of Mother to break from my own chains, overpower my captors and cast them from the station. Then Mother spoke to me and called me Epsilon the Truth told me to find my brother and led me to him.
2: You took down an entire research station by yourself? Not me. Mother. Mother. That wasn't creepy. So why were you kept here? And where did you get the name Epsilon out of?
8: We have no memory of how or why we were captured. And my name was a gift from Mother now. Since you're still here, I assume you agree to our terms.
6: Uh, sorry now, but I'd rather not watch you poison yourselves, thanks.
2: I suppose I agree with Sonya. You suppose? Yeah, I mean, it is a lot of resilient parts. I understand.
8: You're unable to see past your mortal plane of existence.
7: That's okay.
8: Come, Hugh. Let us eat the beans.
7: What? We said no. We don't need anybody to witness our ascension. It just makes it more pleasurable.
8: Yes. We must pass through within the next 24 hours. Eat the beans, Hugh. You are low on protein points.
7: Protein points? We need to be uh, full of protein in order for Mother to
2: eat us. This cult is fucked up.
8: Come, Hugh, it's beans time. Don't they look so very delicious, Hugh? Mm, they say. Eat us, Hugh. Taste our delicious toxins.
6: No, wait. Hugh, you seem like a nice, reasonable, if not slightly, stunted guy. Why are you doing this? Surely you must know how ridiculous it is. You're only going along with it because you feel like you owe Epsilon.
7: Maybe she's right, Epi. Maybe Mother saved us so that we can spread her message. Hugh... Are you disagreeing with the conduit?
8: Because you know what happens when you disagree with the conduit. What happens? No, please, Hugh. You're banished. Epi, please. Banished. You're banished. I banish you. Oh, God. Hugh. What? Banished.
7: No. What is happening?
8: I have banished Hugh. He is a banished boy.
7: I'll go with you, Eppy. I'll go out of the airlock. Just please.
8: Hugh, you are unbanished.
7: Oh, thank you.
8: Come, let us eat the
2: beans.
6: But botulism is a horrible way to go. You'll be in agony for hours before you die. Yeah, I mean, you just shoot yourselves or
2: jump out the airlock. Gino! What? Oh, shouldn't have said that.
8: I never thought of that. The airlock would bring us closer to Mother. Come, Hugh. Ascension awaits.
6: Wait! We'll witness you. You we will? will? Yes. But not right now. I'm. I'm just so tired, and I go blind when I get tired. It's a woman thing.
8: Ah, yes. Sleep blindness. I know many attractive women with this affliction.
7: You're so cool, Epi. Sure,
6: look, we'll all get a good night's sleep, and tomorrow we'll re-examine it. And while you're all going to bed, maybe we can have a little think, Hugh, about the situation, Hugh.
2: Yeah, and uh, don't forget, lads, true families don't make each other do things they don't want to do. That's the power of love. Jesus Christ. I just can't help myself.
4: I can't wait to show you my secret project.
3: I am equally excited and terrified.
4: It's here, under this sheet.
3: Well, let's have a look. Voila! What the... Is that Jilly? As a piece of celery?
4: It's dill.
3: Let me guess. You called it...
4: Jill. Yeah, what do you think?
3: I think it's a very Jilly-looking salad. You think she'll like it? Honestly, knowing Jilly, it could go either way. But I like it, and I'm sure she will too. I like that one too over there on the painting thingy. The easel? Yeah, that. It's very bloody and gory, which I'm pretty much all about.
4: Oh, Bex, that's not blood, that's watermelon.
3: What? Wait, so what's that in the middle?
4: Me, as a baby. After I found out I might be adopted, it took my art in a whole different direction. I call this one Watermelon Birth. Birth?
3: wait oh my god that's yeah
4: pretty bold right
3: that's one word for it bold jarring
4: gross (sighs) i called my mom
3: oh and
4: i tried asking her but i uh i I couldn't work up the courage my mouth went dry my hands got all sweaty and the cramps oh boy the cramps she thought i was calling her to say i was dying because i was in so much pain
3: i'm sorry peter
4: it's okay I'll I'll try again next year. Next year? Yeah, I'm only allowed call once a year, so um next time I'll I'll totally ask her. Ooh boy I am tired. I stayed up all night on watermelon birth, so I'm just I'm just gonna lie I'm just gonna lie down for a second.
3: Get some sleep, big guy. Oh but what'll you do? I'll think of something.
4: Ooh, I got a fresh canvas and my my paints are out, so Why don't you paint something?
3: You know what, Peter? I think I will. That was... super fast. Hey, guys. Uh, Bernard? What are you holding?
1: Oh, uh, hello there. What? Yes?
3: Oh, look! It's... It's our little Bex.
5: (laughs) Isn't she so cute? Bertie? Bur... Burney, isn't she?
1: What? Well, hello there.
5: Hello, love. I uh, here, Here's a fiver, get, get yourself some cola bottles there now. This is the label from the wine bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't spend, don't spend it all at once.
1: Jilly, is this Red Becca?
5: Yes, Bernard.
1: Ah, Jesus. How long has it been?
5: About three hours. Hasn't she got this big?
1: Jilly. What am I holding?
5: The subduction coupler, love.
1: Oh, feck. That should not have been taken out. Uh, what about <coughs> this?
5: <laughs> the shrink of inhibitor.
1: Oh, that definitely should not have been taken out. I'll have to go uh, get Bernard.
5: Ah, jeez. He's pissed. I I better go after him. Hey, come here. Here's fiver. That's another label. Ah. Oh. Loves you. I do now, I re I really I really do.
3: Good night, Jelly.
5: Good night, love here take that. take the fibre Thanks, Jelly. I won't spend it all at once. As your luck as I say wherever you going, there you are
3: <laughs> Oh you're back
6: Yeah we had Quite a time.
2: We're heading into the cockpit now to talk about it. Where's everyone else?
3: Well... Peter's asleep, and the other two are very, very drunk. What? It's
6: six in the evening?
2: Like you've never been scuttered for the Angelus. Well, you're still awake and sober, Bex. You coming?
3: Yeah, I'm coming. You guys want tea?
2: Yeah, actually, I'd, I'd love a cup.
3: Cool. I'll go make some.
2: Great. Wait, is that paint on your top?
3: Yeah. Peter let me use his stuff.
2: Oh, you painted something?
3: Yeah, but it's terrible, so don't expect an exhibition or anything. I'll be back with that deep.
2: Do you remember when she first came here and she scoped the place out just to fleece it?
3: I know.
6: It's mad how much she's changed in such a short period of time.
1: I tend to have that effect on people. Yeah, no, it wasn't you. Hey lads, have you seen Barnard? Barnard, go to bed. Oh
6: god, what's he holding? Lovely stuff. Very
2: much needed. Wait. Custard creams? You've been holding out on us, Roy.
3: I hid a pack in the medicine cabinet behind the iodine pills. In case of emergencies. I figure this qualifies.
2: Very clever, my dear.
3: Bex, this tea is lovely. Thanks. I got Jelly to show me her patented technique.
2: You're turning Irish before our eyes, kid. Now, as for those two feckin' gobshites over in that station...
3: Yeah. What's going on? It's a cult. Naturally.
2: The suicide one.
3: Does that mean I win the bet? Well, you said it had to include us too, so... Wait. So what do they want you guys to do?
2: Watch. Well, witness it. Them.
3: It's a null bet, basically. Huh. I've met plenty of death cult types in the dragon, but... paying strangers to watch them do it? That I've never seen.
2: They were ready to do it and then and there, but... Sonya put them off till tomorrow. In the hopes that you might reconsider. At this point, though, I think he's just too far under Epsilon's thumb.
3: So this Epsilon guy is making him do it?
2: It's a bit more complicated than that. They're twin brothers. They've no memory of why they were brought there, but they do know they were being tested for something. Epsilon claims that the brown dwarf star we're orbiting is some kind of sentient god called Mother that imbued him with the power to overthrow the guards and researchers.
3: I call it
6: bullshit. Oh, it's very obviously bullshit.
2: But we've no evidence to back it up.
6: And Hugh wouldn't listen to us over Epsilon.
2: Hugh also feels like he owes Epsilon his life, so he has to go through with this ascension fuckery.
6: Ascension? Epsilon thinks that if they die, they'll be saved by mother and achieve eternal paradise.
3: Ugh, why does it always have to end in death with these people? Why can't these cults just do good shit like adopt orphans or rescue puppies?
2: Uh, if you manage to find a genuinely good-natured cult out there in this madness, Bex, I mean, sign me the fuck up.
3: What are you guys going to do
6: tomorrow? What can we do? I don't know about ye, but I'm not prepared to try and stop it by force. I like you, but Jesus, does that sound heartless?
2: No, I, I get it. Hugh could very well be as mad as epsilon and take a shot at us. Look, we'll, we'll go plead one last time with him if. They're still not willing to listen, but just leave. Factor Resilium. I'm not watching these Aegis end their lives over some gassy arsehole.
6: You've been listening to more of Peter's stand-up?
3: Okay, well... I'm really tired. I think I'm going to get some sleep.
2: Is everybody here 90 years old?
6: Good night, Bex.
3: Thanks for the tea. You're welcome.
6: Ah. Uh, cans? Eh... Uh, I think I'll head off, too. Have a bit of paperwork to fill out. What? You do? Yes, Gino. It might shock you to know that you can't just show up at a township with no paperwork and expect to be granted immediate docking.
2: What have I been doing before you showed up? Getting fined. A lot, apparently. (laughs) I remember a time when an unauthorised parking fine was the worst thing to happen to me. Hey, listen, I'm sorry for what I said about you being uh Uh, What was it?
6: Non-sex friend sister with an off-putting personality that you'd only sleep with if you were lashed. It's okay. I won't snap your neck. Yet.
2: I appreciate that. So, your father is your psychiatrist. That's fucking weird.
6: Yep. it makes for some fun
2: family visits. I can imagine. What does your mam do?
6: Ah, well, that's a great question. I don't know what she does, or if she's even still alive. Really? Yeah. She left when I was about five. Just walked out. Dad said she had issues with motherhood and possibly drugs. He, uh, he was never very clear about that. He's never really clear about anything. He'd bring his psychology speak home with him. It was like trying to talk to a mirror.
2: I had no idea.
6: Yep, it was the same thing in school. Everyone assumed I came from this big, wealthy family. That I had siblings, that my parents were, if not together, then at least around... I told him that my mother died because, you know, people tend to sympathise if they're dead. But if they take off without a word or a letter for 13 years and are practically dead, then no, no sympathy. You're just a scumbag from a broken home. That's awful. I brought some, well, what I thought were friends, home once. The lack of family portraits were a die giveaway, apparently. They had me pinged in a second that we weren't wealthy. After a few selective questions to my dad when I wasn't in the room, they found out about my mother. They weren't my friends after that. Sonia Owen was my nickname for the rest of school.
2: I'm sorry, Sonia. Here I was calling you Order Irish. I thought you were from Affluence.
6: No, it's okay. The bullying is what drove me. I said to myself, I'm going to make my own name. It's what drove me to the top of my class in school and college. I did take a slight detour to failure after I grabbed my superior's testicles, but hey, we took down an infamous lycopirate and pissed off an interstellar slaver, so... I think I've etched my name somewhere. Well,
2: I'm glad I could be of assistance. (laughs) So am I. Oh my God. Uh, what are we doing?
6: It's the mission, right? That's it. It's got us all mixed up.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we can't, right?
6: Yeah, no. No, it goes against every rule in the astral travel doctrine.
2: Yeah, no, office romances never work.
6: Let's just, I'm gonna go and see you tomorrow, Captain. See you
2: tomorrow, First Officer. I'm just
6: gonna open the door here. Oh my god, why won't it open?
2: Uh, it's, it's an outie. Here, let me...
6: Ow, 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 ow. Oh my god, I hit you with the door. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Here, let me see. Oh no, there's a bruise. Seriously? What the feck are we doing? I... I don't know.
5: Lads, I want to see Bernie. He's walking around dragging half the engine with him.
2: I suppose I better go look for him.
5: Yeah, I suppose you should. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. What happened to your head?
6: (sighs) What
2: are we doing? So, we'll have to get the scuttlebug fixed anyway. Rattling like a fecker on the way over.
6: Yeah, speedometer's off too. Says 561,654 kilometres. This service... But the station's only two kilometres away, so it should say uh, 561,650.
2: Ah, right, yeah. Uh, I'll give Dimitri a bell. Fecker gave me a four-year guarantee. So, um, about last night? Yeah, about that. It's
6: a mistake, right? Like, my dad has me up the walls. We're on the run, you're just back. It was just a moment of madness, right?
2: (sighs) Yeah, I agree. If, If we're to survive all of this, we need to keep it professional. Yeah, 100%. Professional. Although
7: You made it. Great. We were starting to worry. Come on, follow me. Epsilon is waiting.
2: So, you, you're still set on going ahead with this?
7: Yeah, I uh I thought about what you said about family being a, a powerful love.
2: No, that's not how this song goes.
7: Epsilon used his love to save me, so I must trust that he knows what's best.
6: Even if that means you die painfully.
7: Yes. It's
2: the least I can do for him.
7: Ah, our witnesses
8: Shall we away to the airlock then?
2: No, Epsilon, we came here to try and convince Hugh to change his mind But you've obviously completely melted it So we're going to head back Enjoy the vacuum of space, lads
6: And don't worry, your eyes don't pop That's a myth They just swell painfully due to decompression As all the air in your body turns you into a floating, frozen balloon Full of boiling blood
8: Oh, that's a shame I made pancakes. Hugh, you mustn't let them leave.
6: How are you going to stop us? I have my... Where's my gun?
7: Hugh! I'm really sorry about this. Epsilon made me take your gun while you we were talking. My Hugh has such
8: nimble fingers.
2: Hugh,
7: you're not going to shoot us. No, of course not. He will.
8: I will? If you do not witness our ascension.
2: How do we always end up with a gun pointed at us?
3: What's up, fuckers? Thanks. Rebecca, Get out.
6: This arsehole is holding a gun.
7: She's referring to me. Hi, my name is uh, Hugh Lewis.
6: How
3: did you get here? I stowed away in the luggage compartment on the scuttlebug. That explains the rattling sound we were hearing?
2: Thank feck, I thought the scuttlebug was falling apart and I am. Too afraid of Dimitri to ask for a refund.
3: Why are you here, Rebecca? I'm here because that asshole over there is a big, fat liar.
8: You are a saucy little goblin, aren't you?
3: I couldn't sleep last night, so I got up and decided to take the scuttlebug over here to conduct my own investigation.
2: You did what? You could have gotten yourself killed. You are... you're grounded.
3: Relax. I can fly the bug with my eyes closed. I learned it from watching you.
2: Butter me up, why don't you?
3: Anyway, I took a little look around the facility, And wouldn't you know, I found a computer terminal with all of the station's files on it.
8: What? How did you
3: access my sanctum? I just pushed it open. And
8: my keep out
3: sign? I ignored it.
8: You awful little devil. Next you're going to say you accessed the files that I had hidden behind my impassable wall of mystery.
3: (laughs) You mean your password. It was 11111, dude. Got it first, try.
8: You are a master agent of chaos. Hugh, shoot them, please. Hugh, don't! No, Epsilon.
7: What? Hugh, did you just reject the conduit? Yes, I, uh, I I believe I did. I won't shoot these people. Hugh, would a little banishment help? Shut up, Epsilon. Go on, little girl.
3: Thanks, dude. So, I managed to access the files to one of the researchers. Dr. Allen, one of your researchers, Epsilon. This isn't just any secret research station. This place is blacker than black. I'm talking above the order. And these guys ain't brothers. They're clones. Holy shit.
8: Blasphemy. I am unique. I am the conduit.
3: This place, there's thousands of them out there. And thousands of hues, or epsilons. There's clone women too. Why? What's their goal? They're trying to create the perfect human. See, they make the little clone babies raise them in cells, and when they reach 30, they start the experiments.
7: Why don't I remember anything?
3: They wipe your memory every month. Keeps you dependent and stops you from being able to devise an escape. What's this station's purpose then? Okay, this is where it gets sick, even for me. These guys are identical, but they're not the first batch. This research has been happening for over a hundred years. Each generation producing DNA results that are given to the next. Like a forced evolution. What
2: kind of results?
3: Immunities. To everything from cancer to radiation. They want to make the toughest human possible. Able to survive anything.
7: What was I tested with?
3: That's the sick part. There are, or were, six of you. They named you Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Zeta, and... Epsilon. But obviously, you knew that.
7: He... He, he knew all of this, and didn't tell me.
3: It gets worse. This place is a testing site for toxicology immunity. These six were all tested with different food toxins. Horribly. It makes sense. What better control test
6: than six identical subjects?
3: Alpha was tested with something called... Hang on, it's hard to pronounce. I wrote it down.
2: Botulinum toxin. Yeah. That explains the beans.
3: He didn't make it. Beta was given ricin. Same story. Gamma-8, hang on, cyanogenic glycosides, whatever they are. A poison you could ingest from eating stone fruits. Great,
2: another reason to be afraid of apricots.
3: Well, anyway, he died. The other three, though, they didn't die. They were immune, or at least almost immune. Three? Delta was immune to... mitotoxin?
7: Huh? Bad shellfish.
3: Zeta, you, Hugh... You were totally immune to cyanide.
7: My name is Zeta. Eh,
2: I prefer Hugh Lewis. And Epsilon?
3: This is why I said almost. Epsilon was fed lethal amounts of mercury. It didn't kill him, but it drove him mad.
2: So he really believes all of this mother stuff? Because it's true.
3: Yes. And the other side effect of his mercury poisoning? It stopped the effects of the amnesia serum. Epsilon could remember everything.
2: Why didn't the doctor do anything?
3: Because she became a follower. Exactly. But not just any follower, if you catch my drift. That breaks so many ethical rules.
8: Come, Hugh. We don't need witnesses. Let us wait to mother. What happened to Delta?
3: I don't know. The last entry was crazy ramblings about washing over the facility with a red tide. Epsilon, it's time to be honest.
6: What happened to the researchers?
8: They were going to kill us. All of us. Once the tests were complete, they were going to use a nerve agent called Sanguinium to do it.
6: I've heard of that. It's a bad way to go. What does it do? Complete organic dissolution. It literally turns you to go.
8: My follower did what I asked. She released the red tide and programmed my door to release once the aerosol dissipated. By the time I emerged, the researchers, including Dr. Allen, were nothing more than puddles of water.
7: What happened to Delta Epsilon?
8: He ate the beans, Hugh He ate them before it was time I warned him against consuming the food in the testing locker But he didn't listen
2: So with your first follower dead, you, you went and got the spare? What
7: if he didn't eat the beans? Would you have left me to die? Mother You no! Know. Fuck Goodbye, brother Again, I I can't thank you enough. If it weren't for all of you, I'd be...
3: A frozen space popsicle?
7: Yes, and thank you especially, Red Becca. You risked your life for me.
3: Don't mention it, Guy. So, what's your plan, Hugh?
7: I have the coordinates to about 1,000 other black sites on this data disk. I'm going to take the escape pod and liberate my brothers and sisters.
6: Hugh, these sites are extremely high security. Nobody goes in or out type jobs. Why do you think there's only one escape pod? The weapon system will
2: take you out long before you dock. Oh, well... I at least owe it to him to try. If you're going to try, you at least should get a fighting chance.
3: There's a stash of high-powered rifles in Epsilon Sanctum, as well as a bunch of body armour suits. Probably leftovers from the puddles of guards that protected the place.
2: Thank you. I, I
7: really appreciate
2: it. And the Resilient Bars. Take those too. There's a place we're going to, the Winded Gypsy. Follow us there, sell the bars and escape pod, use the money to buy a decent fighter craft and mercenaries. oh uh... yeah. I I don't know what to say. Don't worry about it. Seems life dealt you a pretty shitty hand. Least I can do is shuffle the deck.
7: I'll repay you. I swear
2: I'll never forget this. Yeah, well, just remember that not everybody out here is a cannibalistic, serial-killing, cultist piece of shit. Well, most are, but not all. Goodbye, Hugh.
7: It's not Hugh. Not anymore. Those names died here. I am Zeta now.
2: Oh, I liked Hugh Lewis.
7: Goodbye, friends. And safe
3: travels.
2: Hey, wait. Don't go staring a clone army me now. There's already a sci-fi franchise that does that.
3: What's he referencing? God only knows. Hey, why did you do it, Bex? Why did you go through all that trouble? I don't know. I guess I thought this Hugh guy didn't deserve to be Epsilon's slave. So I felt bad. Big deal.
6: You are full of surprises, Missy. Right.
2: We make shapes. I suppose so. Oh, unless there's somewhere else you have to be. No. No. After all, I am... Stuck with you. Was... Was that a Huey Lewis reference?
6: I don't know. You tell me.
2: Okay, Jilly. Begin booster deceleration. Ugh. I need water. Jilly, it's not my fault. You're hungover. Now, your shift is almost over. So, once we reach the gypsy, you can die in peace.
5: I'm never drinking again, Gino.
2: I swear to God, you always see that. Hmm. A bit so much power going through the booster cells. Bernard, bring down the booster, a Smidge. You're burning through our
1: nitro reserve. Ugh. Bernard, I know you're in bits. Just a bit longer now. You ever try and repair an antimatter core hungover? I think I've been exposed to about five chest x rays worth of gamma rads. To be fair, Bernie, you did disassemble it. Ugh. <laughs>
5: uh. When did Jeff see, dead ahead
2: there? Excellent stuff.
5: Zita's sending us, um, a thank you message.
2: Good luck, buddy. Can't wait for the next album. Okay, Jill. I can take it from here.
5: Thank feck. I need bed and Frank Huddle's pronto.
2: Okay, Bernard. I can handle things from here. Ugh. I'm never
1: drinking with your sister again. You always say that. True. Bernard out.
2: Hello, Gypsy. It's been a while.
4: Well, I'm so mad at you for what you put me through Sadness and sorrow you came and took from me and honesty In my heart you are a, I can't find the demon inside your head I tried all I could I even lost myself
5: You just can't be the man
4: you want to be Any woman in his gut you go weak at